Hello and welcome to the unofficial unsanctioned women's UCI cycling show off-season spectacular. My name is Dan and with me always not at all depressed because the weather is turning cold and dark and dreary up north is my dear friend Sarah. Hi Sarah. <laughs> Hello. I, I live in the southwest. Yeah, but from here it's north and it's like way north from here. Okay. Okay, I'll, 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 I'll take that. But cycling, it's been very exciting. We got so much news today. It's amazing. Well, there's been a hell of a lot, actually, since we last spoke in terms of transfer news. Um, I think I think most importantly of all, I think we should start with a very important story, the one that everyone's asking about. Where is Mariana Voss going? Well, Mariana Voss is staying exactly where Mariana Voss is. That um, makes a lot of here. sense. She's staying with Rabobank. It might not be called Rabobank because, um, remember, Rabobank have decided that they hate all things cycling. We despise cycling, um, and for some reason they're taking us out on the women. But they have said that they'll carry on funding the team for the next four years unless another sponsor comes in, which is a little bit bizarre. I wouldn't actually bother looking for another sponsor. I presume they can just ride around calling themselves Mariana Voss Pro Cycling. <laughs> but she has been in Curacao. I think we need to be pause for a moment though and be fair to Rabobank because they're not just taking it out on the women. They're taking it out on the children, they're taking it out on <laughs> everyone. They're equal yeah, opportunity fair, punishers, okay? No, but to be fair, the men no no, it's not equal opportunities because it's like it's like when you're the oldest it's like when you're the oldest sibling and you've been told to and your young brother or sister do something wrong and you get punished because you should have stopped them. Yeah. That's what's happening. It's unfair. Anyway, not that I'm bitter about my childhood. But anyway, Mariana Voss is in Curacao. And um, I most cycling fans know Curacao. They have the Amstel Curacao race. And it's basically a crit where um, the winner of the Tour de France wins it. But it's most, no, but you know, basically there's this race. But the race isn't the most important thing. The most important thing is the beach volleyball and the diving and the swimming with dolphins and the tug of war and all of that stuff so and basically the opportunity to perv no the opportunity to have fun in the sun oh right right oh, all the things that we're doing here now because it's summer got it yep no, no, yeah yes exactly exactly <laughs> it's like australian um yeah it's, it's exactly like exactly being curacao is exactly like being australian <laughs> well both of them involve a lot of booze so you know <laughs> And some questionable decision making, I'm sure. Yes, but anyway, Mariana Voss has been in Curacao. Um, she raced with. She got all these photos of Voss and Ellen Van Dyke and Luce Conawake and and Annemiek van Vluten having quite a lot of fun. Voss won the race. That wasn't. A I'm surprise. shocked. But my favourite picture was Mariana in the sea getting kissed by a dolphin. I thought that was just adorable and very very sweet. Please, please promise me, listener, dear listener. Do not, under any circumstances, Google getting kissed by a dolphin. <laughs> just, just don't go there. In researching this story, Sarah came across some incredibly disturbing information that you can't unread once you've read it. <laughs> so, under no circumstances, nobody Google kissing dolphins. Please. I um I read it to Dan and he got very very unhappy. <laughs> the happier the dolphin got, the less happy I was. 
anyway, that's not what this photo's like. And to prevent you having to Google it, I'll, um, we'll post it on our site. We'll post a link to it on our site, prowomenscycling.com. I absolutely love saying prowomenscycling.com. For some reason, it sounds great. So, yes, but um, yeah, so Mariana being kissed by dolphins. And yes, she's staying with Rabobank, aka the team with no name. But. Oh my god, there's been so much team news. It's been amazing. It has. I, I don't even know where to start. Do we actually deal with the transfers, or do we go into the new team, or uh, where do we where do we start first? Let's start with Let's start with Emma Johansson because that's pretty simple. Okay. And that's simple. Um, Emma Johansson. She was riding at high tech product Mistral Homes, which was a Scandinavian team, and she's generally for the last couple of years been riding in these kind of small teams where she's the number one rider. But gradually, high tech have been getting more and more riders in to support her, and her riding with Elisa Longo Borghini was particularly good. But she's just signed to Orica AIS, this big Australian superstar team. Um, I love Orica. Uh, they, they, they were built last year around Uda Arndt, who's won fucking everything in her time. And, um, and then decided to retire. Yeah, she's retired to become Australian. And, um, Makes yeah. sense. <laughs> and she's left. Uh, so so she, there was a, there's a TV de role, which Emma Johansson is filling. And it's going to be really interesting to see, uh, to see how she does, because this is her first time riding for a really big team. Uh, so, yeah, so that will be really exciting, very interesting. And she's got a really nice blog about it, actually. She said, um, she said, over the past few, the last two years have been good and I have some great memories together with High Tech Product Mistral Home. Um, I feel that I've developed a lot, maybe not much as a cyclist, but more on a personal level. Um, riding for, for a team with a smaller organisation puts more responsibilities on the shoulder of the athletes and forces them to mature. As captain in the team, I felt I took this duty on my shoulders and it made me grow as a person and as a rider. I've learned lots and feel happy to have been given these opportunities, working with sponsors, young riders, staff, racing and training planning. So it's a lovely blog, and we'll link to that as well. It's really sweet. She's saying, you know, she's loved the team and thanking everyone, thanking Carlina, thanking the other riders, and look forward to the future. It's, it's, it's great. I'm really looking forward to seeing what happens. Cool. And when she's riding, um, I guess the biggest news, should we do the, should we do the smaller news first? Uh, as I said, I really don't know in what order to tackle this news. I just let's go with whatever whatever moves you most next. I, well, not moves. Oh well, whatever moves me most is Ina Yoko Tutenberg's not retiring. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember all her blogs all year? Where I'm I know. So, I'm so tired. This is hard. I, I why would anyone do this? <laughs> I just want to retire and drink wine. And sleep. <laughs> my, my terrible German accent. Well, she's not retiring because um, Specialized Lululemon have announced their roster for 2013. And it's got Ina on it. It does. And it's really good. exciting. Um, no one actually seems to know if Ina's actually riding. <laughs> <laughs> but, but just adding her name to the roster has already struck fear in the hearts of all her enemies. Yeah, no, it's not that she has enemies because Ina is Ina's like... The, you know, like how they talk about the men's peloton having a patron, yeah, mm. and you know, and it's generally in a bad way, kind of enforcing the amerta, and generally, you know, kind of getting to be self-righteous about things like there was oil on the road, and that's why we stopped. But that's why I neutralised the race, you know, Fabian Cancellara style. You know, no coincidence that Andy Schleck was caught behind in a crash. Um, 
I digress. Uh, but uh, yeah, so but Ina is like she is totally the patron in every way. She she'll shout at anyone. Yeah, she'll other teams, other riders, race organizers. She's not taking any shit. Basically, <laughs> she'll shout at the men's pro peloton as they lap them. <laughs> She did in the Philadelphia Classic. She did shout when they were men, but when men and women were riding on the same course, and the women's peloton beat and caught the men's race. She shouted at the men for being a bunch of pussies, and they should ride faster. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> oh, Ina's incredible, and even if she only rides three races a year, I don't care. I'm happy, 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 happy. Um, they've lost quite a lot of riders, but they've got um, so they've kept their young riders. Um, so the big names on the team. So there's Ina and Ellen Van Dyke are going to be the sprint stars. Uh-huh. Uh, there's Evie Stevens, who's just been getting better and better. Who will be their going GC to be hope. the star star? Yeah. Well, and Trixie Warwick, who will be able to be and Trixie Trixie, who's just a phenomenal, gutsy, always most aggressive rider. Yep. Um, she, does, she likes it. She prefers her races cold, wet, cobbly, hail, wind, snow. That's her right. And, you know, and every time it kind of turns into a nice day, she can't ride. So, yeah, but tricks <laughs> like your, your classics and your really hard, you know, your really hard ride, hard races. Yep. And, oh, look, I've actually attacked and accidentally won. Um, and supporting them is Lisa Brunauer, Katie Colclough, Lauren Roney. She's brilliant, Lauren Roney. Mm. Alice and um, and then they've got three new North American riders. So they've got uh, Canadian Gillian Carlton, who was um, a tr- who was a, been a trackie and moving from the track to the road. Yep. And then they've got Carmen Small, who's been um, riding for uh, Optum Kelly, and she's a lovely rider. She's a climber as well. And then there's Taylor Wiles, who had her first European races in 2012. So they've become less, they've become more, um, more uh, North American. But yeah, it's, uh, it's still, I'm so happy. They're just going to be really fun. And yeah, it's going to be, it looks like, it looks like the teams, they've lost their absolutely completely killer uh, sprint lead out. You know, when you mm. put Judith on, who's like a multiple world champion on the t- on the you know on the ttt when Udit was in htc in their former incarnation and then you know uh charlotte becker and riders like that in the sprint train that was just ridiculous chloe yeah. hosking but you know still they're going to be really good fun and actually i think it's quite nice when the talent when you know when the talent is more evenly spread out so well, it's also i mean one of the things i'm looking forward to is just seeing how it comes together with this team i mean obviously um, they've got a great structure and they've got a great core and they're, they're building with particular goals and things in mind. So uh, one of the things I enjoy about the, the whole nature of transfers and stuff is, is just seeing how each team puts it together with different components. Yeah, 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 mm. yeah. And, I mean, they've had such a successful year this year. Uh, it'll be really interesting just to see how, how it all goes in the, yeah. the forthcoming season. yeah. Yeah, and it's it's all it's I mean it's good. Um, Amber Nebbins left them. Um, Amber, if you don't know, is a former world champion ITT rider and uh, American. She has had the most crazy set of circumstances that I mean she's had. Um, she she's one of those very very rare riders who she got she had a doping thing happen, a doping positive test, and she actually proved it was from tainted supplements and sued and won against a supplement manufacturer for fucking her career. Uh-huh. 
Um, she's had skin cancer. She's had meningitis. She's had a million stress fractures. She's had so much complicated things. And she's always, she's a really positive person. And she handles herself with real, real, real dignity. So I'm a big fan of Nevin. And she, oh, she has her own charity as well, um, which provides bikes, the Dare to Be Foundation, which provides bikes to homeless kids. Wow. Um, and, you know, and, and does, does aspiration, you know, does aspiration building work with them? And that's just really sweet. Anyway, Nevin has moved to um, the team Pasta Zara Cogias Manhattan. We think that's what it's called. That's one um, hell of a name. Well, this used to be Deodora Pasta Zara Manhattan. <laughs> no, um, so Nevin's going to be the lead rider in, in this Italian team. And um, we don't know the full lineup yet, but we do know that one of my favourite riders, Amber Pierce, is going to be there. Um, Giada Bogato, who's the um, Italian road champion. Rosella Colovi, who's a very young Italian, former junior world road champion. And three Lithuanians, Inga Silvanita, Adita Janelli Unita, so, <laughs> and Agnes Unita. <laughs> We're talking about the, the power of Ambers combined, and um, yes, yeah. wow. When Ambers combine. Yeah, it sounds like a really it's bad a- sci-fi movie, but I'd watch it. I would. Yeah, yeah. I, I would too. Mm. With giant ants that uh, break free and then uh, demolish a bike race. That would be, actually, that would be cool. I'm going to write to the sci-fi channel when we're done. Um, okay, so, so that's um, our new... Do you? Uh, uh, I can't even remember the huge long name Manhattan team. Um, it's the Pastazaro Cagayas Manhattan. Yes, I will. I promise. By this time next year, I'll be used to saying that, and it will trip off the tongue wonderfully. <laughs> but at the moment, well, Pastazaro Cagayas Manhattan takes a little bit of thought. Uh, but the story doesn't just finish with um, Pastazaro Cagayas Manhattan, though. Uh, we've got <laughs> other complicated and uh, and exciting new team news as well uh my my other one that takes at the moment uh, a serious conscious effort to get the order of the words right is dream team pro cycling honda yes dream team professional cycling is the name of the of rochelle gilmore's company her cycling company and yes i mean rochelle rochelle's very interesting australian sprinter um you know one of the one of the best sprinters in the world for the last you know for the for the, for the last well, i don't know probably 10 years or something uh, maybe not that long sorry rochelle but she's all been particularly interesting because she's run her own companies and run her own teams and she has you know she's had her dream team the honda dream team racing in australia but also she's had a business interest in Lotto and then in um, uh, Farron Honda. Yeah, and, and Farron Honda. And yes, yeah, so but she started her whole new team. And if you've been in the UK, this has been on the, you'll have heard her on the BBC radio. She's turned up on the BBC website because she's got a very interesting team lined up. So her big name, marquee name, who's joined the team is World Double World No, he's not riding for them. <laughs> he wishes he could ride for them. Oh, God, he wishes he was... No, I mean, no, Georgia Bronzini is... I mean, like Brad Wiggins, she started off as... A, she's been a trackie and, a, and an incredible... She's twice world champion on the road. You know, really, mm. really shit-hot, amazing sprinter. Very, very good. She's a world champion on the track, twice world champion on the road. And she'll be leading them. But they've, she's also signed this trio of... The trio of girls who were the um, in the British Olympic gold medal winning and world champion winning track 
Team Pursuit squad. So that's Danny King, Joanna Rousel and Laura Trott. And signing those three has just been ridiculous for uh, publicity. Mm. But it's also ridiculous for publicity because Bradley Wiggins' Wiggo Foundation, <laughs> such a bad name, is supporting this team too. All um, the wigs they want. <laughs> no. I don't, I don't know if you remember Wiggins talking. Um, uh, he, he was interviewed uh, and saying, yeah, the women get a really raw deal and it's shit. And that's why I want to help fund a women's team because he started his foundation and he's saying it's just not fair. And I, you know, I know a lot of people, I know it's the fashion to slag off Bradley Wiggins, but for fuck's sake, this man's putting his money where his mouth is. You know, this is, he's really, really, really good. Well, for, so, for a start, I mean, how many other of the, the male pros at his level do you hear even raising women's cycling or referring to it at all? I know. Um, you know, so that, that on its own was good. Um, but I was eagerly waiting for him to to put his money where his mouth is and it's great to see that he's done that. I mean, yeah. And and it's not just and it's not just his money, it's his connections, his publicity, the way he carries a lot of weights um in Britain because of winning the Tour de France, winning the Olympic time trial, you know, he's 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 really helping putting cycling on the map. Um, he apparently, um, Gilmore's got this great interview on on BBC on the BBC Sports pages, where she said um, Bradley was very interesting. He had lots of questions. It's not like he picked out a team randomly to support. He's genuinely very interested in this. He's not just going to throw money around and say, "Yeah, I'm involved in women's cycling." He wants to make a difference. Mm, mm. So, so that's interesting. And um, the other young Brit that they've got who's really interesting is Eleanor Barker. And Barker's the current junior ITT champion, and the, I think she was the uh, junior ITT champion in 2011. Now, and they've also signed another um, uh, young Briton, Amy Roberts. Now, I think it's going to be interesting because some of the British papers were saying women's cycling, um, British women try want to emulate Bradley Wiggins. And that's a little bit bollocks, given that, you know, Nicole Cook won the World of Olympics yeah. <laughs> race the same year in 2008. And, you know, Emma Pooley's a former world champion and been, you know, mm. they, it's like yeah. in, ter in terms of races Nicole has won, Bradley, for all his great achievements, would wish he had a Palmares as half as good as uh, Nicole Cook. To, to be fair, the alternate headline that they were thinking of going with was British journalists shockingly ignorant about women's cycling. But they <laughs> felt a little uncomfortable publishing that, so... Oh, not all British journalists. You do have, like, the stunningly good Ben Atkins and people like that. You and can't make a sweeping generalisation without, without, you know, fucking some people over. This is the nature of headlines. Anyway, so we've got who else is on the team? The team. Oh, they've got. Um, uh, so they've got uh, Beatrice Bartoloni from Italy, Emily Collins, the New Zealander. She's oh, there. Yes, yes, the um, Vanda Kitten. Yep, Vanda Kitten. Uh, yep, uh, Lauren Kitchen from Australia, Anna Bianca, Schn um, Anna Bianca Schnitzmeier from Germany, and the rider I'm really interested in is Mayuko Hagiwara from Japan. Um, now, Miyuko's been, I think she's five times Japanese road champion. And I think she's she's also the currently the Japanese ITT champion as well. Uh -huh. um, she's never ridden in in the European peloton. So this is going to be her first year riding. And she's given up her job. She's 26 years old. She's given up her full-time job to come and live in Europe for the first year. And so, yeah, it's nice. It's really good to see, you know, that... The international, you know, we talk about all oh, the internationalisation of the sport, but 
it's really nice to see that happening, you know. And obviously, yeah. their sponsor, it's not going to harm that. But yeah, it's and it's great that Rochelle's got this really nice. Inter- it's it's going to be a British registered team, but it's really really international. You it know? is very and, much so. And um, the other thing that I'm curious about is, um, I mean, obviously, it's very very track slash sprinter heavy. So um, I'm really curious to see how their race program plays out and what they target and, and with who. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're very, very, very sprintery. Mm. Now, speaking of riders who aren't sprintery... <laughs> this isn't a show about me. I don't know why you keep trying to bring me into it. <laughs> anyway, speaking of riders, for riders who aren't sprinting, mm. we do have some news about Emma Pooley. And I'm so excited about this. I don't. Um, Emma Pooley, for people who don't know, she's an absolute amazing rider. Um, someone once described her as Frank Schleck. If Frank Schleck didn't fall off at the time, all the time, and knew how to time trial, <laughs> <laughs> and won <laughs> races every now and then, <laughs> and was a woman. <laughs> so, so basically, if Frank Schleck was the exact opposite of Frank Schleck, then he would be yeah. Emma Pooley. <laughs> Exactly, but she's um, she's had a really shit couple of years. I mean, she had she said that a, a couple of years ago, every race that she won then got cancelled off the calendar. <laughs> and poor Emma, she's so funny and witty and outspoken and brilliant. She's she just doesn't pull her punches. She campaigns for amnesty. She she's she's um, she just will will use any opportunity to say, look, for fuck's sake, treat women cycling better. Um, anyway, she's in the middle of a PhD in geotechnical engineering, and um, yeah, she's 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 had been talking about maybe uh, maybe retiring for not retiring, but you know, not riding this year. Taking a oh, gap my, year. Yeah, taking a gap year, and then British Cycling did this really fucking weird, like negative press campaign against her, which just was bizarre given that she's really good go oh well you know she's not very good is she you're like what the fuck are you talking about she's not very good she's brilliant she came second in the Giro you know what I mean she's just oh I hate you all British cycling I hate you so much but yeah um (laughs) that was the sound of our uh, both our British cycling listeners turning off Anyway, she's decided, um, and Monty has this great snippet of information about her. This is Emma. She's tiny. She's she's brilliant. Anyway, um, Emma recently ran a marathon, and she went ran the Lucerne Marathon. And this is what Monty said about her. Um, said about it. When Lance Armstrong hung up his bike for the first time and took to marathon running, he finished the New York Marathon in two fifty nine thirty six. Last week, Emma Pooley came second in Lucerne at a time of 2.55.35. Not only that, but she did it in a blizzard. (laughs) (laughs) She's faster than a... You know, she's just run a sub-three-hour marathon in a time that beats, like, male elite athletes in the blizzard. To be fair, to be fair, as far as we know, there was absolutely no evidence that Lance was using EPO or blood transfusions or anything else when he ran that marathon, so... Oh! He may not have been at his best. Well, I still think he got chicked. (laughs) Chicked? That's a thing? Have you not heard that? Do people say that? It's a total thing. Um, 
Marine Marine blogged about it. Um, she hadn't been taught. She she was um she was taught it by Emma. Chick to be chicked. Oh, hang on. I'm going to have to find the. Just well, I mean, I presume that's when you know you're you think you're a pretty special guy on the the morning group ride, and then you know some girl totally beats you or whatever. Yeah, basically. Let me find the um. Let me find, see if I can find Marine describing it in English. Oh, she got a picture of herself as a really. Oh, she was blonde as a little girl. That's so cute. She got a. <laughs> right here we go. Um, here's Marine on chicking. Um, lots of amateur riders tell themselves they would ride circles around as girls. Oh, they're just so full of it. Just read the cycling forums. You know the type. Well, maybe not Mariana Voss, of course, but the rest of us. Easy. These guys are the best victims for chicking. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, see, I, I, I had hoped that being chicked had much, much more fun and different meanings than that. But anyway, it means when you're riding along and you think you're very good, and a girl to overtake a girl overtakes you, and you ride really, really fast to try and overtake her, but you can't catch her because she's really fucking good. And then, if you're that kind of man, a little piece of your manhood dies. <laughs> but you know, none of our listeners are that kind of man, so that'll never happen to them. Fair enough. Fair All of our listeners are sexy, handsome, and I've met some of them, and it's true. They're sensi- sexy, handsome, attractive men who um, are brilliant and would never get chicked. They just because they're lovely. Okay. <laughs> I'm in no position to argue. <laughs> I didn't say you. I said our listeners. What? I would have no problem with a woman riding faster than me. It happens every day. The the really nice old Chinese lady on the bike that's completely set up wrong with the seat too low passes me all the time. <laughs> well, anyway, back to Anna. It's not um, true, I totally geez. pass her. Anyway, Emma has decided she is going to carry on. She's, she's had this bit of a problem because she's been doing her PhD. Um, she's uh, she's going to she's she's got to finish her PhD this year. She says in com- complicated engineering. <laughs> Doctor Pooley, can you imagine? Do you think they'll have to put her title when she wins, Doctor Emma Pooley? Um, anyway, but she's going to ride as well, and she's going to ride with Swiss team Bigler. Uh, now Bigler don't have a UCI license they're a um they used to be really really big team they're they just have some fantastic history in the sport but in recent years I don't know they lost their funding or whatever and they put quite small scale but they're coming back and they're coming back with Emma Pooley and she says that one of the reasons she wants to ride with them is because she can help you know can help support other help support young riders Mm -hmm. that's just Oh, it's really nice. But the other really exciting thing that she says is that she's the reason she's doing it is she wants to keep her hands in because she's got her eye on Rio in 2016. Ah. Ah, it's so exciting. Yeah, I mean, in 2000 and, between 2005 and 2009, they had uh, Nicole Brandley and Karen Turig and Naomi Cantelay and Zulfia Zabirova, who was just incredibly strong. But yeah, now they've got, now they're coming back. They're coming back. They're coming back. And Emma Pooley's got this. Uh, got, she's saying, she's saying that over the winter she's going to be just. She's not going to be training. She's just going to be. Um, she's just going to be writing. So she says she'll be really fat and flabby. It might take a lot of training to get her back into shape. Huh. <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah, she's. Uh, oh, I'm really happy. It's very good. Um, it's really exciting. Emma Pooley. Now, 
Pooley does remind me because big club don't get it because they're not UCI team they won't get an automatic invite to the big races yeah however I kind of imagine that if you were the Giro Don or something like that you'd invite them anyway because you'd want Emma Pooley in the mountains because you know Emma Pooley versus Mariana Voss is really really strong and fun yeah mm-hmm. um, and I imagine the same would go for some of the Pooley-esque uh, World Cups as well yep but there's been some interesting news about what the UCI have done about this because Last year and in previous years, big racers had to invite the top five national teams to, to ride to, to, to ride in their races. Yep. So if you were and, and the way they worked this out was they took like top you know, riders the top five riders from each country and added up their points, their UCI points. And it was always a bit mad because that meant that say you're t- say you're the Netherlands, yeah. Mm. Your top five riders are probably Marianne Vos, Annemiek van Vleuten, um, let's say Luus van Wyk, Ellen van Dijk, and Adrie Visser, for example. Now not, there's not no bad. yeah, and on those on those riders, they get to take a national team, except those riders points also count for their trade teams and they're actually riding for their trade teams <laughs> cool so like everything else that um that is presently managed by the uci it makes perfect sense yeah no it's it's really nice that so they've, they've taken away the automatic invite to to those big races because what would happen is you'd have so the top five teams would be you know the dutch well you know they've got their riders there anyway the the the, the, the italians the germans the the uh um, the americans the Brits and possibly the Swedes. Yeah, and the Swedes is even crazier because all of their UCI points come from Emma Johansson. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so they've, they've taken away that. And it's actually a decision that makes sense. I just Can you say that again for me? Just one more time. The, the UCI have made a decision that makes sense. Yeah, I'm still wrapping my head around it. I Just, just to make <laughs> sure I didn't you know, drop a word or misunderstand, you're saying that the UCI made a decision that makes sense. I know. On purpose. On purpose. It's only a little decision. It only affects like a couple of a couple of the races. They've also put in a new category for women's races because there's been a bit of an issue with women's races just having, you know, uh, UCI stage one ranked point one or point two. They've now brought in a, the HC category for women's races. Mm-hmm. But they haven't given it to the Giro Don, which is a bit weird because the Giro Don is the biggest and best in the Grand Tour equivalent. So we're not quite sure what's going on with that. But yeah, um, but maybe, no, they have maybe made... they're going to bring out a three-week stage race. <gasps> oh, wouldn't that be amazing? Anyway, but no, it won't happen. Um, but yes, the UCI have made a decision. Shock horror! I am not slagging off the UCI for one whole week. From whoa, hey, let's not go overboard. It wasn't that big a decision. <laughs> no, no. Uh, like, sure. give it a day, maybe, maybe two, but a whole week. I know. Jeez. I know. Uh, yeah. So, what else? Um, and in amongst all of that, we've got some really exciting things happening. We've had some racing, Dan. I know you don't count it as racing. I know you've got some pre- some cultural racist prejudice against um, against this, but I do have to mention cyclocross. I think I worked out what my issue is. It doesn't oh snow God. here. So I have no emotional relationship to it. If I lived somewhere that was cold, wet, miserable, muddy and snowy, you know, for nine months every year, I'd probably be much more interested in, in cyclocross. You say it doesn't snow in Australia? Well, it snows in parts of Australia, like, you know, two places. But the rest of the places, you know, the rest of the country, it's fine. You don't have snow? We don't have snow. 
you poor, poor, poor deprived man. Does that mean you've never played snowballs? Oh, of course I've done that. We go places to get snow. It's the whole reason we go to Canada. Okay. My God. And Colorado. And, you know, Austria. You poor deprived man. And New Zealand. They have snow. You grew up. You knew you grew up never having made a snowman. I went to. Oh, that, that's true, actually. I've never made a snowman. Um, I went to the snow once when I was a kid. I was about eight, and we went to the snow. No, actually, I was probably younger, maybe six. And we went to the snow, and that was a pretty big deal. Wow. Okay. So when you say you don't like cyclocross, I just take it as evidence you've been you've been deprived. Basically, I, I'm pretty sure that's what it is. Like, I think if I'd had the experience of riding my bike. You know, like if I was commuting through snow and mud and stuff, that would be awesome. And then I would probably relate to cyclocross and be like, yeah, this is pretty cool, except for the running bits, which is shit. But, you know, nothing's perfect. I suppose you also, because I can relate, because my commuting doesn't, you know, often often involves hopping off my bike because there's no fucking way I'm riding around that roundabout and, you know, walking it across the earth. <laughs> oh, really? Wow. I'm yeah. impressed. I'm impressed. See, the thing for me is that my laziness overcomes my fear, so I just ride through the roundabout. Okay. Mm. Well, this is why probably why you got hit three times in a month. <laughs> I did not get hit on a roundabout at all. I got hit three times by people coming out of cross streets and not looking. I accept no responsibility for the fact that ignorant fucking drivers on their iPhones texting while driving fucking ran their cars into me. Not that I have strong feelings about it at all. No, you don't have opinions. We can see you, people, when you're driving. Ah, uh, you all ride bikes, so it's not like I need to tell you guys. But yes. Bastards. Anyway, Cyclocross, it's been an amazing season, and oh my god, Zonhoven. Really? Oh my- I've only heard like that Zonhoven was a good race. Everything else, everyone's like, eh, it hasn't really snowed yet, hasn't really got all that muddy, it's not pissing rain, no one's died of hypothermia, it's, it's okay. Koppenberg? Did you not see how muddy Koppenberg Cross was? Nope. Did you watch the video of Zonhoven I sent you? The guys fighting? Yeah. Yeah, that was alright. Anyway, we had so the first two rounds of the World Cup. Yes, there is a little bit of an issue because the rate the course so cyclocross. Um, you can generally rate their courses in two ways. Obviously, when it's muddy, every course is fucking brilliant because you know mud, excellent; snow, excellent; ice, excellent. But when there are some courses that are only good in the mud and the snow, and the two Czech World Cup courses are like that. So the first one, table, was pretty boring, to be honest. Although Sanaban Passen, although the women made it a really exciting race, um, it was a real big duel between Katie Compton and Sanaban Passen all the way to the end. Um, it was just so exciting, really good to watch. And I um, recommend you all watch it. I will put a link on our site. Then there was Tabor. And Tabor, it snowed, and that was fun, and Katie Compton won that one. Um, so, yeah, so the World Cup, we've had two rounds of it so far. Then we had Koppenberg Cross, and, oh, my God, they ride up the Koppenberg on each lap. And it's got cobbles, it's got mud, it's in Belgium, it's fantastic. And Helen Wyman won it! I'm Woo! so happy! Yay, Helen! Helen's won it before. She's now got two Koppenberg cobble trophies on her mantelpiece. That's pretty just sure we would call, she was calling them... Her bookends on Twitter, wasn't she? Yes, yes, she's got her two cobblestone bookends. Um, yes, they're great. But then Helen went one better and won the European Championships last week. Indeed, congratulations, Helen, Euro champ. Yes. And um, um, that was 
she's gone to the US now to to prep for world champs. Yes, um, yeah, she won the Europeans. Um, in a, it ended up in a in a re- in a sprint. Really, she won by half a wheel against Van Parsen, and really good race. Uh, you know, it, well, again, it was in Britain. It wasn't the best course, but they made it. You know, that's the other thing. It's like all women's racing, cyclocross is the same. It might not have a great, might not have the greatest course, but they'll always bring the racing really hard, really exciting. So yeah, yeah, Helen's gone to America to um, prep the course that the world is going to be on, and so she'll be back soon. And um, yeah, and then Zonhoven. Zonhoven takes place in a sand in a sand quarry, some kind of sand quarry, with this preposterously steep um, descent on sand that they ride down, and you know, every lap riders do these spectacular falls where they cartwheeling and somersaulting with their bikes, and they crash, and it's. It's amazing, and we'll put the link to it on, on on our blog. Even though it's the men's race, because it's still spectacular, and the men's the men's race ended up with Sven Nace and, and Niels Albert pretty much having a fight at the end. It was great. It was fantastic, and um, yeah, Niels Albert started it, which is a stupid thing because Sven Nace, he's just spectacular. He's kind of nearly the Mariana Voss of men's racing, except he's been around for longer. But um, yeah, but Sven, if you push him, he'll push back twice as hard is the first thing about Sven. But the second thing is that if you make him angry, he just turns incredible Hulk-like and <laughs> basically rides twice as well. So, you know, you won't like me when I'm angry. So, yeah, so that was that's, that's, that's good fun. Um, yeah. Hooray, hooray, hooray. Um, yeah, my favourite um, other races coming up in Cyclocross, there's Hammer's Zog, which is the Bollocker Cross. So the Bollocker, basically, is a really, really, really big glass of beer. Oh, right. So yeah, so um, I would recommend people work, basically the the next race the next race that you shouldn't miss is on the twenty fourth Saturday the twenty fourth. It's the next World Cup. It's Cockside. It's on the Flanders coast and it's sand and it's it's like and GS girl said it's like the Ronde van Vlaanderen and the Tour de France and the Giro and Paris Roubaix and espresso all rolled into one. Well, who can argue with that? And it's hilly sand dunes, and they're riding through hilly sand dunes, and it's amazing and great. And yep, yeah, and that's on the 24th of November. Now, before that, though, is the Track World Cup next weekend. The Track World Cup, it's the 16th to the 18th of November, and it takes place in Glasgow's brand new velodrome, which is exciting, the Chris Hoy velodrome. And it's going to be streamed, everyone can watch it, it's going to be great. The Brits are going to thrash the Australians as per usual, and it's going to be awesome. It's going to have more left-hand turns than you're going to know what to do with. Yes, yeah, so Track, Track, Track <laughs> World Cup. Track World Cup, Uh you have to watch some track with me. I can't believe you wouldn't like the Kieran and the Sprint. It's just... And the points race. Which one's the it's one with the, the shotgun again? With the shotgun? Mm. Where they race what, around and the guy on the motorbike chases them and shoots the last one each lap. That's the Kieran. I think you're making that up. Actually, I know you're <laughs> making that up because I was making it up. So... Nice try. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Well, if you are going to make ridiculous suggestions about track, um, yes, uh, you know, there you go. Uh, let me just say... Who, who, are the, who do we think is going to be competitive at the Track World Cup, though? I mean, is this... <laughs> I actually don't know. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. There, I don't... Thereby proving my theory that track just isn't as interesting and exciting as other forms of racing. 
No, no, it's just that they don't, they haven't announced who's riding yet. It's, you know, it's like a week away. So, yeah, it's like we haven't any start lists. <laughs> right, so it, it could all change. It's, um, yeah, we, we don't know who, who's comfortable turning left on their bikes yet. It's going to be fun, though. It's going to be a lot of fun. Whoever's riding, they're going to enjoy it, and it's going to be great. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, and that's that's oh God, is that so much news? That's my news. That's my news roundup. Um, yeah, there's one or two other things I think people should look at. Um, Stefan Wyman's written on Cyclismus about why he thinks women's cycling's turned the corner and good times are ahead. So that's mm. really fun. He's um, also written a footnote to that one, um, following up because he got got asked a bunch of questions on Twitter and stuff after that one came out. So um, yeah. make sure to read both. Well, well worth yeah, reading. Well, it's both. And the other thing I really wanted to highlight was Amber Pierce. Mm. <laughs> I you remember, but Amber did a piece on taking her mum for a ride because she's saying that, you know, because her mum lives in America and she lives in Austria, she doesn't get to see it. Her parents don't really get to experience her cycling life and they're a little bit worried about it. But um, Amber... Um, took her mum for a ride and um, her mum was on an electric bicycle in the in the in the Austrian mountains and her mum's written a part about it as well um, about how much she loved it and and how great it was and how much fun it was to ride with Amber and to see to see what Amber to see Amber's love with her eyes Mm. and that's just and she did like the e-bike as well she thinks going uphill on e-bikes is a good thing And she's got all these pictures on her site and talking about getting taken for cakes and how much she admires Amber's ability to speak German. And yeah, it's a really, 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 really lovely piece. It's just, it's really sweet. Um, It's, yeah, it's just, it's just gorgeous. And I really like it. And she says at the bottom of it, um, I just wanted to add that I came away from from that experience with an appreciation of how much fun cycling is and how much more interesting and exciting it is to view the world around us when we can be more interactive with the environment. Mm. That is, it's just one of the fundamental truths about riding a bike, isn't it? Just that sense of being in the world rather than watching it flash by behind a window. Yeah, and then... And there's a really there are all these sweet pictures of Amber with them with her mum, and they have exactly the same smile. (laughs) (laughs) So everyone should read those both those pieces because they're just you know it's just it's just you know one of those and Amber's always very good. Amber Pierce is always very good at this. At you know reminding reminding people that why you know she loves it. She loves the she loves riding. We all love riding for that reason. You know, Mm. and that's just. And we all, can, you know, the time where you can take a friend for the first time, or even when you've gone for your first big ride, and how impre- and how just how you fall in love with it, and yeah, it's it's lovely, and I'm always happy to be reminded of that. So yeah, it's it may be raining and cold and nasty out there, but somewhere in the world, someone is going for a lovely ride on their bike, and the world's a happier place for it. Awesome, it's true. It's just true. <laughs> awesome. And that brings us to the end of end of the news, does it? I think that's the end of everything. It's yes. pretty amazing. Yes. There was a lot a lot going on for for the off season. We've got a lot happening. Yeah, but this is women's cycling. It's always it's always like this, and it, just it has never been. Ends. It has been about two three weeks since we last casted. So yeah, it's um. Oh, and we've had um pictures through from riders with their social media jersey we prizes. Have. We have. Um, and the next round of updates will be posted later on today. Um. So that's good. Hopefully we'll continue to receive a few more. Um, and 
It is. You're absolutely right. It's really interesting seeing how um, we've still got so much news going on. Uh, I mean, everyone else is busy wrapping up their end of the year and doing all their, their voting. Um, I've been voting steadily over at Podium Cafe through their series of polls. Um, and uh, also cycling news. Uh, I was really pleased to see that um, they've got women in all the categories for their end of year polls, including, um, you know... Sarah, <coughs> for um, <laughs> most important, best-looking, smartest, um, sweetest, best all-round person on Twitter to do with cycling. <laughs> Vote for Sarah. Um, i got to say, I was really, 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 really surprised when they put me in one of their categories. I'm still blushing. <laughs> Vote for her, though. Seriously. You guys. <laughs> um... <laughs> And and stuff like that, um, but but yeah, even with all of the the end of year stuff going on elsewhere, uh, we're still finding so many things to, to talk about, which is great. Yeah. Uh, I also wanted to possibly float two new ideas uh, to run by you, my dear friend, uh, for things that I think we can possibly introduce into the podcast series uh, in the future. I'd be interested in your feedback. So, in addition to Crazy Idea of the Week, I think every now and then we should roll out the Cycling Conspiracy Theory of the Week. Yes, 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 yes. Now, this one, this one was inspired very much by the recent news, as we discussed earlier in the program, that, um, you know, all-round good bloke Brad Wiggins, uh, you know, through his Wigo Foundation, terrible name, um... <laughs> has provided support, um, emotional, financial, publicity, and, and so on, to um, the new uh, Dream Team Pro Cycling Honda team, Rochelle Gilmore's team. And, uh, and that's great news. And then, almost as soon as that news broke, Brad got hit by a car. He did indeed get hit by a car. Conspiracy, I think. Yes. <gasps> I don't know if it was British cycling trying to get revenge, or if it's the UCI trying to keep a lid on women's cycling and stop it from growing, or a rival team jealous of, of the way that it's gone, or, or whatever it is, but it's pretty clear that somebody's targeted Brad, and, uh, and we need serious conspiracy nerds to get involved and hash this out. So, Brad Wiggins hit by a car because he supports women's cycling. Indeed. <gasps> And when you when you when you actually think about it, it makes perfect sense because that explains exactly why I got hit by cars so often last year when I started developing an interest in women's cycling. Oh my goodness! But you know my problem with this conspiracy theory. I've promised not to slag off the UCI for a week. Well, that's all right. You don't need to because we're not saying that they're complicit, but we're looking into it. <gasps> Ooh. Someone call Mulder, someone call Scully. It's back on. Excellent. Which one do you see yourself as? Oh. Probably Scully. Because I don't really believe in anything. Okie dokie. So does that make me Mulder? I, well, do you believe? Do you want to believe? I believe in women's cycling. Well, then, there we go. G'day, Mulder. <gasps> Excellent. Let's do it. Let's go alien hunting. Woohoo! Woohoo! Oh, yes, and, yes, so, so Conspiracy Theory of the Week. Um, I look forward to your future ones. Excellent. Well, on that note, um, I suspiciously sign off. 
I'll uh, I'll talk to you later, Mulder. Stay safe. <laughs> bye bye. Thank you for listening.